Hi, I'm Misty Winkler, and you're listening to the Convivial Homeschool Audio Blog, Episode 62. Welcome to the Convivial Homeschool Audio Blog, short but meaty focus sessions to help you keep your head in the game as a homeschooling mom. For Season 11, we'll be talking books and scolay. Both will feed your mind and your spirit in your daily service and circus. If you haven't already, be sure to check out the Scolay Sisters podcast, where you'll find camaraderie for the classical and Charlotte Mason homeschooling mama who's seeking to learn and grow as she's helping her children do the same. A review of Wendell Berry's Hannah Coulter. Hannah Coulter is a first-person narrative beginning with Hannah's childhood in the Depression through her old age in the new millennium, living her life in agrarian Kentucky. Hannah's voice is gentle, loving, humble, yet ironic and frank as well. It is a story of community, loss, love, land, work, and, quote, living right on. Times changed so dramatically and so rapidly during the last half of the 20th century, yet it doesn't really touch Hannah until her children reach adulthood and leave home instead of inherit the land. It is a touching and reverent, yet honest look at what we as a society have given up for our wealth and technology, membership with one another. A review of Jaber Crow by Wendell Berry. Somehow, Barry makes you feel affection for all mankind, even those who aren't likable, and maybe even those who are wicked, but especially for those who are foolish, which is each one of us. If you ever want to get a sense for what it should be like to be the body of Christ, a true community knit together by love, despite each one's various faults and failings and frictions, I have read nothing that demonstrates it better than the two Port Williams novels I've read so far, Jaber Crow and Hannah Coulter. Membership with one another is the underlying thread in them both, and these novels have given that word much more depth and richness than I had ever seen in it before. And now it's time for this season's Simple Sanity Saver. Scolay. Cindy Rollins used to say that she taught her boys the humanities so that when the rats were nibbling their toes in prison, where they were thrown for their faith, hopefully, and not for wrongdoing, but either way, they'd have an interesting place to spend their time, their own minds. This was years and years ago, so that's a rough paraphrase, but she got me with that one. The leisure that classical education prepares us for is not the leisure of the leisure class, although it began that way historically. Rather, classical education furnishes the mind so that when we have leisure, which we can have in our current society without resorting to slave labor, we can actually enjoy it. Rather than being bored and wishing we were back at work or resorting to mindless entertainment to fill our time, we can actually enjoy ourselves. With a fully furnished and active mind, downtime, time alone, quiet spaces of time are a treasure not to be filled idly. 
We're able to enjoy contemplative time because we have things to contemplate. Aristotle was, not surprisingly, the primary source for this concept of scholae education. Quote, We should be able not only to work well, but to use leisure well. It does not have to be one or the other, work or rest. Both have a place in the well-ordered life. Quote, What ought we to do when at leisure? Clearly, we ought not be amusing ourselves, for then amusement would be the end of life. Now, later, Aristotle does justify a little amusement. We don't need to shun entertainment altogether, but it is to be used sparingly as a remedy and relief for overbusiness, not as a habit. Rather, we should arrange to have spare time and then use it for leisure. Quote, leisure of itself gives pleasure and happiness and enjoyment of life, which are experienced not by the busy man, but by those who have leisure. Aristotle. And the education that we pursue helps us enjoy our leisure and use it well. Quote, it is clear then that there are branches of learning and education which we must study with a view to the enjoyment of leisure, and these are to be valued for their own sake, whereas those kinds of knowledge which are useful in business are to be deemed necessary and exist for the sake of other things. One subject, Aristotle tells us, in particular is aimed at promoting a mind that can enjoy leisure. Quote, and therefore our fathers admitted music into education, not on the ground either of its necessity or utility. The use of music is for intellectual enjoyment in leisure, this being one of the ways in which it is thought that a free man should pass his leisure. Therefore, Aristotle claims, it is evident then that there is a sort of education in which parents should train their sons, not as being useful or necessary, but because it is liberal or noble. This is an education of and for Scolay. Thank you for listening to the Convivial Homeschool Audio Blog. At simplyconvivial.com slash audio, you can find all the episodes and sign up to get an email whenever a new one comes out. Follow the links to this episode and find the freebie and the book links. On a technical note, if you're using Apple Podcasts and this feed is still mixed up after our January site merger, unsubscribe and resubscribe and it should be good to go. Thank you. Education starts with humility. So, repent, rejoice, repeat. Repent.